Well, hello there, and welcome back to episode three of the Master Brief Podcast. This week, we give our thoughts on the September update. We dig into the truly infinite possibilities of improved Halo Forge, and we discuss the hype train that is this weekend's throwback throwdown event. Plus, we take a look into the HCS Major Orlando Twitch drops and the state of skins and rewards in the game in general. And finally, we'll talk a little bit about the state of Halo Waypoint forums and the absolute totalitarian state they've become. But, as always, before we get into the news, I want to say thanks for dropping in to check out the podcast. My name is War, and once again, I'm joined by fellow Spartans Conquest and Famine. What's going on? Okay, so let's start by talking about the September update. So this week we got a playlist update and we lost the yapping as a dedicated playlist, sort of. Really, the event playlist has just been rebranded into a new playlist titled BTB Social. 343 went on to state that the reason they created the new playlist was to keep the yapping going due to the playlist being overwhelmingly favorited by the community with nearly four times the popularity of the number two playlist. When the new playlist was added, they essentially sunset the dedicated playlist for land grab. So before we get into the thoughts on continuing the yapping and keeping that fun going, I do want to go over the list of the playlist popularity as provided by 343 for context. I know Famine has probably seen the list, but I think it's going to be kind of surprising to Conquest. Conquest, what do you think the number one played playlist in, in all of Halo Infinite is based on popularity outside of the event yapping? Oh, uh, what would I would think? Team Slayer. Okay. Team Slayer's number four. Interesting. The top playlist, and it's almost unbelievable to me, is Quick Play. Take a guess at what number two is. Throwing something out. uh, Team Snipers. Team Snipers is on the list at number 10. It's Ranked Arena. No way. I don't believe it. (laughs) I can believe that Ranked Arena is number two. I can believe that Quick Play is number one. But as you get further down that list, I don't don't know. The big takeaway from that... Well, I understand. I mean, it makes total sense. Frank Slayer, in what? There's probably 16, 18 people playing at any, any given time. Yeah, 16 people. That's twice as many as most other playlists. So let me just go over them once again. For context, you got Quick Play at number one, Ranked Arena at number two, number three, Fiesta. Number four, as we said, is Team Slayer. Number five is Big Team Battle. Number six is Tax Slayer. Seven is Land Grab, which is now gone followed by Ranked Doubles, Team Doubles, Team Snipers, Rumble Pit is 11, and Bot Boot Camp is 12. Bot Boot Camp <clears throat> is no surprise to me. I don't think there's any surprise to anybody. No, yeah, nobody. That should be at the bottom playlist. of the list. Rumble Pit should honestly be higher, and but, I know Mint Blitz has actually commented on that, and I agree with his reasoning. He said when people, when friends get on to play Halo, even if you have one other person playing Halo with you, you can't go into that playlist and queue with another person in your party. It's like you can't stay together. Even if you just want to have like a social match and just bring them along into Rumble Pit with you, you can't do it in Infinite. And you used to be yeah, able to in ha- past Halo titles. They don't want you boosting. They don't want you boosting for achievements and stuff. So Yeah, but it's not ranked. So I don't see I know. why we can't. So, I think uh, the bot playlist should probably be higher. Maybe like three, I would think. <laughs> people are cheesing their stats. Like, you know. It also depends yeah. on what the timeline is for these most popular playlists. Like, this is obviously like a recent snapshot because they have playlists on there that they didn't add until recently. So I wonder if it's just from, yeah, it's just over the past month. So bot boot camp was probably a lot higher say so. when Infinite first came out first couple months but yeah this is just the past month yeah so they removed the dedicated playlist of the number seven most popular and left some that were kind of lower they left in doubles they left in team snipers and rumble pit likely because you got team doubles that's kind of that's newer it's one of the newest ones they're not going to get rid of something so new and they're never going to hopefully i I say never i don't know they're not going to get it really the only real option for solo players with rumble pit so that stuff logistically makes sense to me. There's several other factors that don't make sense for starters. Calling it Big Team Battle Social, what exactly is normal Big Team Battle then? It's not a ranked playlist. So now we essentially yeah. have two Big Team Battles. One just has like wacky game modes and the other is more traditional Halo. To a degree, that's fine, especially if people really, really like, you know, the social stuff. 
I, I do take issue with the naming because it implies Big Team Battle is like the ranked version of the mode, but it's not ranked. You're not getting the, the same ranked rewards and stuff. So what's the point there? Secondly, there has to be someone at 343 smart enough to realize that that overwhelming bump in the the Yappening's playlist popularity was due to the event and the event challenges that flooded people's challenge decks during the event. That challenge system has to significantly influence where players are going to be playing. And even more so when it's, it's an event that's at the top of the playlist selection there's a third challenge row for it like on the on the challenge screen you know you got the battle pass the event and your challenges the yapping is going to appear dead center top of the list and on the right and that's that's not even me saying it was a bad mode or anything like i said it wasn't for me but i still had I, i'll play that over over normal big team battle all day just because if i'm going to play something like capture the flag and waste my time i would rather it be with fiesta and just something you know at least a little more fun and off the wall because i'm going to waste 15 minutes of my life regardless it just let's use a little common sense of why the yappening was so popular they they have to be smart enough to realize that right right i i completely agree that absolutely skews the results and even some of the other playlists like quick play is probably one of the only playlists that you can get capture the flag right Mm -hmm. so any of those challenges i mean challenges absolutely skew what playlists are being played i would be interested to know how many people are only playing just for their challenges and then once they've done their challenges they kind of set set halo to the side I mean, I'm one of those people. I mean, that goes back to the skill-based matchmaking, kind of making the game less fun, super sweaty, and I'm not going to sweat all week in a social mode. I don't know. I would say the majority of people. I know we did see a little boost with the happening, but... And the the boost, I mean, based on the Steam charts, purely on the Steam charts, it's kind of retained the people from the happening. that little boost we got. I don't know how long that'll last. There may be something this weekend that we'll talk about a little bit that I think has potential to bring way more people than the happening, but we'll see when we get to that. I I do just want to flat out talk about the rankings, though. I don't understand them. I don't think I'm that out of touch. Like I said, I've been playing the game since launch. I'm one of the people that's been before that. I played Halo 5 Weekly and MCC Weekly. At this point, who's playing Quick Play and Ranked other than just for the challenges? How is SWAT? Number six on the list, just barely doing better than land grab was when that was cut now. it's I get it to a degree because it's not true SWAT anymore. So the, the real SWAT players, they don't want to jump in there and play with a commando or a maul. Or what's it called now? It's not the mauler. It's the mangler. mangler. Oh, the mangler um, is absolutely a horrible experience for SWAT. The stalker rifle. Yeah. like SWAT players want to play with a BR or a DMR or a sidekick if they have to, right? That's it. I like yeah, I mean, that there's altered the versions. Yeah, command. The, the fact that it's auto, it's kind of bad. I like that there's altered versions of those modes. I, don't get me wrong. The more options, the better. Those altered versions could have been placed in like a SWAT event, like shoehorn it into event for a week where, you know, you have these SWAT variants and it's not clogging up the people that want to play just pure SWAT. Um, or bring back the old system where you can vote. <laughs> You get three, three vote. options, two options. Vote or even veto. Vote it. Like or veto. Yeah. Veto. Veto was something. And yes, I am also aware SWAT has the most cheaters because it's harder to tell. However, when someone's putting up 30, 40 kills in a game out of fifty, yeah, they're probably cheating. It is. It is a nightmare in SWAT. So a lot of people kind of shy away from it. I get that. So it it sort of makes sense that SWAT's where it is. But overall, the ranking playlist just kind of blows my mind. I'm curious to know how Fiesta got above Big Team Battle. Big Team Battle to me seems way more popular than Fiesta. Fiesta is above Team Slayer. The playlist that in the very beginning had an outcry of people saying, hey, we don't want to play Quick Play. Let us play Team Slayer. Right. And now it's fallen all the way down to number four. Yeah. I kind of feel like Fiesta is so high on the list is is almost a symbol of people crying out that they want more social playlists. That non-competitiveness of Fiesta, even though Fiesta, to me, with the skill-based matchmaking, turns into an absolute sweat fest, and there's nothing worse to me than sweaty Fiesta, because it's it's kind of RNG. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's kind of like Fiesta gives you, like, it's almost a red herring. Like I said, the playlist ranking kind of blows my mind. I don't think they're lying about it. 
it just it's crazy to me and it frustrates me even more because you know they rotated out last part and standing which was a cool mode and i get it it's a solo mode and with rumble pit down at 11 last part and standing was probably it was probably lower than that it was a fun mode um but you're rotating that out now you're rotating land grab out hopefully they took the cha- i didn't have any of the challenges for it this week so hopefully they took that out so i don't have to play chance with it playing quick playing and getting land grab but I think the I'm going back to what Fam was saying. It's like with Fiesta, you have I guess there's this idea that Fiesta being a more social, like just all the other games for Fiesta to play Fiesta, it's more of a social game, and you would think that the skill-based matchmaking isn't in that playlist. So more people are going to that, like oh, I don't have to worry. I don't, there's no stress. It's just a fun playlist, no skill-based matchmaking, and that's the thought. Even though everybody knows there's skill-based matchmaking, it, you almost try to like trick yourself or be like no way would they make skill-based matchmaking in a fiesta party playlist yeah but it's there it is there but yeah it's just it's frustrating to me they're, they're rotating stuff out to bring in you know now what is a permanent event so they can never bring the happening back because people just have that option to play it whenever they want they're going to burn out on it and it goes back to I know MCC had extremely low population at certain points, yet we can still probably hovers around the same population as Infinite right now, if not a little better. But look at the just the minute detail you can search for in that game. Still find a game. They're not removing playlists. They do swap. They do have like a, a final thing where they swap out every week or so. But you don't see them removing favorite playlists or consolidating them into others. You can fine-tune what you want to play across four games, and you can find games with zero issue. But in Infinite, we have to remove stuff. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. Yeah, Infinite definitely needs to adopt the system that MCC has has brought into place. And I forget what they call that, like the match selector. Right. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. They talk about playlist health, but there are playlists in, in Halo MCC that, yes... I tried to play ranked Halo 3 the other day for challenges just to get my points. I searched for like five minutes, never found a game, gave up. But the option is still there. You know, let me try it. I was searching midday, so nobody's on there. Oh, well, you still gave me the option, right? Why are we removing it in infinite? I don't let me search, and if I can't find a game, then I'll just move on. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot better for the playlist health, too, just because people can kind of be searching for a game in that playlist without even thinking about it. You know, they could really want to play, like, Slayer, but that's still an option checked off, like Land Grab is still an option checked off on their list of things that they could potentially play. Like, they're not against playing that. So if they have seven people waiting on one person to play Land Grab, you're going to get a Land Grab game. And mm-hmm. you're yeah. not against it because you, you selected that. And if you right. really don't want to play a game in that playlist, you uncheck it. You won't get a game in that playlist. It's that it's such a better system. And having a uh, the player count in the queue is nice yeah. as well. I think what they're trying to do like with the yapping and all these other events, it, it's good. I mean, it's bringing people to the game. They're like, oh, something new, right? So people are going to flock back to the game. Oh, it's on Halo. Maybe they're fixed everything. New playlist. Of course, I'll come check it out. The problem is, it, which it works in reverse is like it's bringing everybody but if you're just going to have an event for two weeks and then take out the playlist well now it's back to the playlist that everybody gave up on and everybody left already so yeah i just don't see what the problem is i do not understand how 343 has not figured it out just when you bring playlists just leave them in let us play i don't understand why we can't have like a it's almost like we're we don't have a full game yeah it's almost like we have the game yeah, we have the foundation of a game, and we have some playlists here and there, but all the other games come out with four, five, ten game modes, and for some reason, you introduce a new game mode, and then you get rid of it, and then you, oh, well, now we get the yapping, and if the yapping, if that, you know, if that stays, oh, then uh, they're going to take out, let's say, uh, Tax Layer. Like, why did you do that? Is there something wrong with their servers? They remove stuff to funnel people in to other playlists so that the, the times go down. I don't think they realize. Surely they do realize. They just know that the population's in a bad spot. When people boot it up and they only see like six options, it looks like the game has nothing to offer. And they keep seeing 
you know, we keep logging on for these new playlists, but when you're swapping out stuff, we, it might not be as popular, but you know, some people actually like it. Like if they ever swap out tech slayer, that's going to be crazy. I can't even imagine it. They can't. And once again, rumble pit being the only solo experience, you can't get rid of that either. Even though it's the least popular playlist. I don't know. I think it's just a bad call. I think they need to rework how they're doing it. I'm sure that the overall goal is to move to the MCC system. But in the meantime, stop moving stuff out. You have, they don't have a population counter, but they do have a wait time counter at the bottom. So you know what you're getting into when you hit it. Leave that and just keep adding to the game. Stop removing. The funneling is not doing the game any favors, I don't think. And let me queue with friends in Rumble Pit because I want to ruin some friendships. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't got no friendships. Just kidding. So next on the list, we got part two of 343's Forge Fundamentals series. It kind of moved away from the normal focus on building and focused more on scripting and creating bots within the Forge suite. Did either of you guys watch that video? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched a good bit of it. And I'm pretty excited. Conquest? Uh, I didn't see it. Okay. Well, luckily, I will break it down briefly, and then we'll discuss. So... It was essentially, like I said, it was about scripting a lot of the events um, and bots. So they, they've they actually really streamlined the scripting to a basic level. With that said, I can see where it can get more and more complicated the more commands you start to string together and end up being super confusing. But it's about as baby-stepped as I think they can get it. They did show off some, some cool stuff. It essentially, the scripting system is just a bunch of if and then statements that you kind of stack together. So for instance, the first thing they showed was a super simple coding of a player. If he throws a grenade, then his current weapon is replaced by, they use the elite blood blade. Uh, it's like the red sword. That's cool. I don't really know where that would be used, but once again, they're just showing what you can do. They then iterated a little bit further on that by editing the statement to say, if a grenade is thrown, then the player's weapon is replaced by an assault rifle, but there was a subsection that said the assault rifle now shoots rockets. So they threw the grenade, bang, the AR was in his hands. He started shooting, and he's shooting rockets. And when I say that, yes, it, was the, it wasn't that it was just, this is an AR shooting rockets now, like handling like a rocket launcher. And I want to make an interjection here, because okay. they made a comment in the video, and I, I kind of laughed to myself. Because they made the comment that people were doing that bug or hack in Halo 4. And I was like, nah, it was before Halo 4. They were doing that in Reach, where it was the AR shooting rockets. Yeah, so it is the AR shooting rockets as though they're AR bullets. Like, chaos. It wasn't an AR frame, two things loaded like a rocket launcher. It is just chaos coming out of the barrel of that thing. Uh, I think there's a lot of fun possibilities and game types that can be created with that kind of stuff once oh. people really dig into it. If the frame rate can handle that kind of chaos of a bunch of people shooting that stuff. I think the commando um, would be would be more fun as a rocket launcher than, than the AR. The AR is just too much, I think. The commando yeah, seems it, about the right fire rate for it. <laughs> yeah, but it what they showed is pretty cool. Like I said, uh very basic things are bubbled and you kind of just draw little little lines to connect the things it looks super easy like i said as streamlined as i think you're going to be able to get it in a game like this especially with a controller it's cool you can write all these scripts and just with forging i know we spent hours and hours on maps and you know trying to fine-tune game modes when we were building those so it's cool you can spend hours fine-tune the things and now you can actually use bots to test your in-game settings. It's no longer a situation where, you know, I got a message one of you guys to work on some beta version of a game type just to see if it would even be fun. Now you can put bots in there, test for glitches, see if it's even fun. You can tune them to any of the, the difficulty setting of the bots and really get things tuned. And I think that's also a game changer yeah. as far and as even, even outside the, the realm of multiplayer, you can craft your own, basically, campaign missions, like single-player walkthroughs now with that kind of scripting and enemy AI. Yeah. I mean, one of the earliest things I had seen on Forge was someone literally created zombies from Call of Duty to a degree that they were able to board up the windows when they held the X button. They were able to purchase things off the wall. Zombies would come in. They had swords. I'm sure they were bots. They just tuned them so that like they were attacking like a zombie would. 
It would be much the, better if they had flood models. Yeah, there's no flood models in the game yet. <laughs> Why not? Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, they'll get it. I, I've never really liked the flood. That might be blasphemy. Um, You're not supposed to like the flood. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like them. I don't know. They're just another version of zombies, really. And speaking of zombies, eh, we'll get off on that. Like, where's infection? Three, four, three. That's going to bring people back to people love infection, but they dig dug a little deeper into the bot aspect of things, and they showed because when you're building maps, the bots don't actually know where to run around. You have to put something down called a nav mesh. It seems like it's fairly simple to put down. Just shows the surfaces that'll tell the bots, hey, you can move around here. You can jump from here to here. This is what's a playable space. Obviously, the walls and stuff are not. And the same thing is coded into the weapons and objects. Everything's built right in, so you can test it accurately in the Forge suite. Essentially, it looks like it is about as close to mimicking the internal dev building tools that they use for official maps that we're ever going to get. I don't know how they would make it any better. Yeah, there were a lot of small, I say small, they weren't really small, but quality of life updates for this Forge too snapped to ground i think the magnets are better the scalability of objects objects being static versus what did they call it and we're only 50 percent through what they're showing like they have lighting to show um i forget what the what the other one is but lighting and stuff like that that plays a big part of how good the maps look uh instead it is the standard gray or tan like halo 5 and 4 had or even reach had that problem i remember what it was now static versus dynamic objects yeah so the static objects in Halo 5, I believe, their forge, even in Halo 5, every object was counted or looked at by the computer as a dynamic object. So every frame, it checked to make sure all of those objects were in the same place still. But with static objects, the computer doesn't have to check that. And that was one of the reasons why the budget was so much higher in Infinite now than it was in past Halos. Yeah, I kept watching during the video to see if the more of these brains and stuff they put in, if that budget went up at all. I never noticed it going up. I will say when he was doing the testing in the beginning, the game was kind of laggy. He was at 96% budget on the map he was on, and I noticed there was some lag and some choppiness. And I was thinking, ooh, the higher you get on the budget, it's going to start getting choppy. Especially, And he had such basic script in there he was running. I was like, ooh, so if this was in-depth, this might be a problem. However, he had one that had like five brains stacked on top of each other and same map it looked like, and it was running smooth. So it might have just been the nature of switching back and forth between creator mode, gameplay mode, don't know. But I think speaking of like what's going to bring people back to the game and what's not, I think there's going to be people who create some crazy game types and maps with this forge on a level that I don't think we've ever seen in Halo and honestly, especially on consoles, I don't think we've ever seen this level of creation in a retail game outside of like full-blown modding stuff on PCs. And that's just from what we've seen in the first two videos. It's just miles above anything any other shooter competitor is is doing or even attempting right now. But I don't think this is going to bring that many people back to Halo right off the jump. I just don't know. I think most players are not going to want to dig too deep into the scripting aspect because it's kind of daunting. It is super streamlined, but looking at it, it's still kind of scary. There's going to be people that try their hand building a map. I think it's going to take a few months for good maps and stuff to come out. It's going to take a few months for people to really figure out how to script and code correctly. It's got to run smoothly. Um, it has to run smoothly. If it, do, if it comes out and it's all choppy and glitchy, this whole section of the game, it will be a fail until it's all fixed. And then you've already lost half the people that were interested in this. Yeah. There's going to be some masterpieces that come out of this thing, right? No doubt in my mind. It's just oh, a matter yeah. of when and who's really going to come back just for this. It's hard to say. I'm super happy with what they're putting together. I think it's incredible. I just think the depressing part is this has to be... The, what they've put together had to be super hard to do, right? It It is... It's almost revolutionary. But no matter how improved that is, it pales in comparison of the people that would have came back for something as simple as a one-map BR. And I think that's a shame. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Forge and the possibilities. I really hope that they get the custom game browser figured out because that's going to be a major key to Forge's success. 
And of course, Forge isn't going to fix some of the other underlying issues that Halo Infinite has, with one of the main ones being desync. But Forge will allow people to make game types where desync is less of an issue, I think. And I can't wait to see what kind of game types and different things that Forge brings. Yeah. I'm interested to see the population boost. I just don't know how big of it. It's got to be more than the happening, right? Got to be. You would think. I don't think it's yeah. going to be as big as we would like it to be, but like 10, I hope I'm wrong. People. Yeah. I, I, I would hope I would hope for I'm hoping for like five times as much, <laughs> but I'm thinking it's we're looking at like eight to ten thousand for like the first week. Yeah. More people, not just current players. I hope I hope we at least crack twenty thousand. It's sad. And once again, on Steam charts, I realize I mean it is in the top eight most played games on Xbox. We just don't have the numbers there. But speaking of bringing players back to the game, this next topic I think is potential. That would, maybe I'm wrong. I think we could get over 30,000, maybe not 50,000. I don't want to be too crazy, but let's talk about it. So there's kind of a hype train going this week for Halo, and it's been excitement surrounding the announcement of something called the Throwback Throwdown event, which is, it was tweeted at the end of last week to celebrate the 15th anniversary of Halo 3. So as far as we know, it's just an event going on this weekend that the at the HCS Orlando Major, where they invited iconic Halo 3 players, pro players, to come back, play the game, and take part in this event. So following the announcement, the immediate question was, are they going to be playing MCC, you know, and just playing Halo 3, or are they going to be playing Halo Infinite? So they clarified that shortly after, that they will be playing Infinite, and that kind of spiced things up a bit, because now people are thinking, why are they going to call Halo 3 players back to play Infinite, right? There's no... There's no remake maps or anything in there. What's the point? So there's also been a few other coincidences happening around the community that people have kind of piecing together what's happening, and then that's what kind of snowballed the excitement. So for starters, we know Forge is dropping soon. And the first thing people do when they get Forge to test the, you know, the stuff, you tend to want to remake a map. Even if it's not a Halo map, you tend to remake a map you know to test your ability, right? So... Pretty early on, there's been some spot-on remakes of older maps from from previous games. There was even certain streamers who were building Forge maps like Guardian live on stream that got DMs from 343 employees saying, hey, we'd like to talk to you, but it would be under NDA, and they had to stop streaming what they were doing, and they went under NDA immediately, the individual that was that was creating Guardian. And it looked it looked like Guardian. The lighting was a little off, but it looked like the foliage and everything. It was Guardian. So I personally, I think we're going to see some Forge remakes of the classic Halo 3 maps that these former pros are going to be playing this, this weekend in this event. I'd put that at about a 95% certainty if I had to put money on it, because why else are we bringing back Halo 3 pros for the game's 15th anniversary to play Infinite and not Halo 3, right? It just makes right. no sense. For sure, I'd bet on the pit. Oh, yeah. Pit, pit's a big one. Here's the thing, though. The reality. And lockout. We think, so we're all in agreement that that's probably what's going to happen, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. That's not what's going to, that's not really what's fueling the hype train, right? At the end of the day, who really cares about watching former pro players play Halo 3 on Infinite, on the maps, right? The fact is, the second players see these maps being remade, and maybe even the gameplay tuned to to a way that, hey, Sprint's not here anymore. And the game really feels like Halo 3, right? What's the first thing as a player in the community is going to say? It's going to be like, okay, cool. Now let us do it. Let us play it. Why? I don't care that they're playing it. I want to play it, right? Um, right. Yep. You're going to watch the event just for a sneak peek at what you're going to be able to play. I don't care about watching other people have fun with something I'm not going to get to play. I'm watching for confirmation that it exists and it's going to be heading my way soon. Right? You guys agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. So that that kind of snowballs, right? So I think they're going to show this thing off this weekend. And it worries me because if it doesn't drop almost immediately, like even during next week's reset or yeah. maybe the week after, it's to capitalize on hype like that, you got a tight window, right? Otherwise, ten, it's going to die yeah. down. Ten days. Um. It's good. It's going to be another huge missed opportunity to capitalize on hype from 343. They cannot let this wait until the winter update. It's called the winter update, right? I'm not wrong. Yeah. You well, can't wait, wait until Forge drops. You got to you got to drop this early. 
why wouldn't they just announce it? It it would have been better. Like I understand, okay, they're they're gonna show off what we think is Forge made Halo three maps and have all these Halo three players. But which is would be great for a demonstration and like like a pump up video kind of thing for I would have had the whoever's in charge come out again during a press conference, a short thing, or just an interview, and have them just say, hey, this weekend we're showing off the capabilities of Forge, and we're having these play- former pro players from Halo 3 play these Forge-made uh, Halo 3 maps, which will be available this coming Tuesday. But it has to be within, like, 10 days, like I said. And that would have that would have gotten everybody excited. There's no reason to show us people playing stuff if it's not coming out for two months, let's say. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You have to, you don't show people something and then say, oh, yeah, have fun with it in November. Because people of this state and the way people think today, it's if you're going to bring it up, you got to do it, like, now. Otherwise, we've forgotten. And Halo 3 is like one of the community babies, right? People love Halo 3. It's its 15th anniversary. You got to do it. You got to bring it. So the only other... I saw this floating around too. No chance that this is what's going to happen, but I'm going to bring it up because it's awesome. It makes no sense that they would do this, but it does intrigue me. It's Halo 3's 15th anniversary. You got these pro Halo players coming back. Maybe they start by playing these Forge maps, but what if they updated the MCC to finally have Halo 3 anniversary like, it gets the same treatment that Halo Combat Evolved and Halo 2 got that Halo 3 never got. I think there's a 0% chance that that's <laughs> what it is, especially because they're dealing with so many struggles with Infinite anyway, and yeah. no doing putting Halo 3 Anniversary together would pull even more players away from Infinite, you know, their current game, and pull them back to MCC, which is already more popular right now anyway. But... It would it would be a baller move to just drop that out of nowhere. I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's a remote possibility. But my question is, do either of you think we'll ever see Halo Three get the treatment that the other two games that preceded it got? I don't think so. I just I don't see it happening. Conquest? I don't think so. But why? I don't, I don't know think... why you guys don't think it'll ever. Happen. I think they well, rightfully so too. Before I say this, like. Bungie created Halo, of course. Everybody knows that. Halo 1, 2, 3, everything. 343 takes over, has theirs, right? Well, they got, well, Bungie had Reach as well. But, and the farther we go, the more it's a 343 thing than a Bungie thing. And it's already a train wreck for Halo 5, Infinite, and all the stuff. And all the old stuff, the legacy stuff, I guess, if you will, is in MCC. Why are they wasting time and remastering, giving uh, a game like Halo 3 its due and and everything when everything that 343 is putting out that's supposed to be new and revolutionary is a, is a total train wreck? Why would they spend time on something like Halo 3, which is Bungie's baby? They're hit. True. Famine, do you have any thoughts on why you don't think so my opinion they'd on ever it do it? Is... Halo 3 feels a lot more polished visually, and the gameplay feels a lot more polished as well, compared to what CE and Halo 2 were. Yeah, I can see that. There's a noticeable difference, so I don't think they would... It's not Halo 3's time yet to be updated in that way. If they do it, it's going to be way far in the future, and 343 might not even be the owners of Halo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. So the first two games were on the OG Xbox, and three was on the 360. I get that. I think we're already past the time that we're going to see diminishing returns, right? Regardless, the further you get in the timeline, the more diminishing returns you're going to get. I'm pretty sure from Combat Evolved to Combat Evolved Anniversary was, I think it was 10 years or 12 years, something like that. It was a set amount of time. I think we're already past that for Halo 3. Like, they missed the date. It's just kind of weird. I just... It's strange to have the first two remade and not the third one. Because right now, currently, Halo 2 Anniversary looks the best out of the, all the old games. And then, if you want to go back and play, just say you're playing them in order. Like, yeah, not a lot of people like the art style of Combat Evolved Anniversary. They thought they kind of messed it up. It was it was 343's first project with the franchise, right? Other than the map pack for each. They were working out the kinks. 
Halo Anniversary 2 looks really good. Like, it stayed true to the original art, and it looks good. It's weird but to, to go from that. Like, if I'm playing with my, my kids, and we're going down the timeline, looks good, looks good. Ooh, we took a step back for three. Reach looks a little better, but it's not an Xbox One-looking game. It's strange. I think... I really wish they would do it. I don't think they will do it, because they're not going to make any money on it. They're just adding it to MCC... What, are you gonna charge people? You're not gonna charge people, especially if they're on, if it's on Games Pass. You're not making money, and that's why I don't think they'll do it. Yeah, I think I kinda, it's. I kind of have. I have a hot take here. Rather than seeing them remake or remaster Halo Three, I would rather them make a game that goes against canon and kind of summarizes Halo One, Two, and Three, and make it a new game in a different engine, like a reboot. You want a full reboot? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not canon, of course. I mean, it just can't be. I mean, my main question there timeline. is, are they going to bring in the writers from the Halo TV show to reboot this thing? Because yeah. if so, at this point, I would just rather, bury the franchise. I, I would rather anymore. see yeah. that than them remaster Halo Three. You're out of your mind. I want. I I kind of want both. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see a remaster of Halo Three. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd love uh, to see it. I think it they owe it to it. If they I think it's to the first two, they should have done it for the third one. I agree, but I think again, it's Infinite is a failure, and it's we're like a, just a year in, pretty much. You know what I mean? So it's all hands on deck on Infinite to make it. Like there's got to be a time frame. I'm sure there's like stats on. Oh, you had this much to gain popularity before it drops its player count. And, oh, you can do updates and events and bring people back. And there's probably a certain time frame for all that and everything. Mm -hmm. It's got to be, clock's ticking, and we got Forge coming up, and that's supposed to be big and everything. Well, you still got to build on the momentum of the 5, 10, 20,000. It, it, who knows how many people this bring back because it's a different thing. Forge is a big deal to a lot of Halo players. And it's all hands on deck. We got to keep building on this. We can make it. They got to be thinking, what do you think? Oh, all these people stepping down, 343 is failing. They're like, we got to bring everybody in. Hey, we're going to turn this franchise around, guys. You know, in the board meetings, it's like, here's who's got ideas, all this stuff. It's all hands on deck. It's not, oh, well, okay. Half of you are going to work on Infinite, and the other half are going to work on a, a remastering version of, of Halo 3. Like, even if the fans want it, it's not going to make them money, and there be, so therefore it would be no reason to split your resources on remastering a game from 2005. This is 343 we're talking about here. So the, right. the real thing is, they're not going to work on it. I think they would contract it out and publish it. I think they would. I mean, Blur does the, the cinematics for those anniversary games. I think they would just have somebody else essentially reskin it so that they could and putting something out like Halo 3 anniversary, you know, a loved legacy title would generate goodwill. Yeah, you're going to have people like us that are like, "Why aren't you focusing on Infinite?" And then they would come out with, "Well, you know, we were already working on this before Infinite. These things take years and we contracted it out with this developer um while we work on Infinite and you know, work on that." I don't know. It was just an interesting thought. I thought it would be cool. I agree. I don't think we'll ever see it, but I think it would generate some goodwill at a time when we need it. It would also cause some people to be frustrated even more with Infinite. And, but You know, that might be another problem with with Reaver 3. What if they're just half of, like, not just Infinite, but like, ha like half of the stuff, like updates and everything, what if they're just contracting it out and it's like, oh, we have Team A or Company A that's got a contract to do this update or this, or this part of Infinite. And then that's why there's so much problems. And they, 343, they didn't create it, and they don't know how to manage it or fix it. So it's just all these it's different my contractors. It's my understanding that they contracted workers that were official 343 employees. But And once again, I don't know this for sure, but this is kind of the, the take, is they were hiring employees on on contract for three to six months that would work on the game and code stuff and then once their contract ended, they didn't convert them to full-time. So people would work on stuff, and it was like a revolving door in and out, and that is a lot of what the problem is with the engine. and Patchwork of coding. Yeah, it's just a patchwork, and somebody else worked on this, and you got somebody in trying to come in and try to learn it, and that sucks because, yeah, you got it hurts the game because now people have to essentially pick up where somebody else left off. They're working on a contract that, you know, they only have so many time. 
And from a worker standpoint, you're you're not getting benefits and stuff on contract. You're not getting, you know, a raise at the end of the year. It's just a shady way to do stuff. They need to really, once again, if any of that has any credibility, which a lot of the sources say they do, they need to really rework that whole situation. But we're getting off topic. So let's talk about the HCS Major Orlando Tournament this weekend and the Twitch drops. So this weekend, September 23rd through 25th, we're getting some actual pretty good Twitch drops. If you tune in to one of the partnered streamers for two hours, you're going to receive the Diamond Weapon Charm. It's essentially exactly what you think. It's just a big cartoon-looking diamond that's going to hang off your weapon if that's something you're into. That's honestly kind of low-effort content and meh in my opinion, but you also get the Gladiator's Edge sidekick skin if you watch for two hours. And this is the diamond coating for that weapon. It was actually offered once before and I grabbed it then, but if you missed it, this is your chance to get a diamond coating for your pistol. I might actually um, do that. That sidekick yeah. is, is my baby. So I feel like I should, yeah. I should probably get that skin. Well, let's talk <laughs> about your other baby here. Watching for one hour during the grand finals gets you the Gladiator's Edge commando skin um once again that's going to be a diamond coating hard pass um, <laughs> well well if you watch for two hours during the grand finals you'll get all three so it's like why not there's also been some images floating around of a diamond coated spartan skin it's rumored that those are going to be dropping at the event near the end of october not something we have any concrete information on but something to keep an eye on i want to talk about skins in general but diamond skins in most games are a big deal but like I said, the diamond drops lead me into something I wanted to touch a little more on in depth. How do we feel about the current weapon skin Twitch drop system, Conquest? Do you like that you can tune in for two hours and get a diamond skin for your gun? Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of it. I don't. I think it's harmless. I think it's artificially inflating your numbers. I mean, they know what it is. Right. That is uh, a thing, too. Yeah. Like... Nobody's watching HCS to watch HCS. They're watching it for the skins. Let's be honest. Yeah. There might be, there at, might be at least a handful for that, of people yeah. Right. Yeah. that are watching so it I to think, watch HCS. Yeah. I think the incentive to tune in and get skins and poses and stuff, that's all fine. There's no need to change anything there. And there's really no need to change offering them in the store and stuff so the developers can make money off a free game. Right. I'm totally cool with that. My issue is it was never an issue until they are giving away these diamond skins. We're offering diamond skins for tuning into the HCS. Like you said, I turn that on, I mute it, I minimize it, I minimize the window, and then I go about my business. I don't watch it. I just want the drops. And you're getting diamond skins for that? I feel like there needs to be an overhaul with the way... Not really an overhaul. I think there needs to be a new system added, like every other shooter has. So Call of Duty, to get a gold skin you got to complete a bunch of challenges for a specific weapon, right? From there, if you want a diamond skin, you got to complete challenges for every weapon in that weapon class just to get your gun diamond. That's a cool system. It gives players something to work for, right? I think they need to go back to kind of the Reach system where they didn't have skins or anything like that. But Reach did have an underlying system that had players where like, oh, you get 100 splatters or something like that. You were bronze, right? And it just kept multiplying. It was like a career-based thing. Uh, says, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was on your it was on your thing. Uh, and you could see what you were. I and mean, you could see when you leveled it up. I think so in that same vein, say you got to once again, I think it was bronze to onyx. Once you hit onyx in splatters per se, you got a diamond skin for your your ghosts and your warthog and everything else. That's what they need to implement. They didn't do that in Reach. I'm saying that's that's what it would be in this version of the game. I think if they implemented a system like that, it would give players something to work for outside of just... Weekly challenges. Yeah. Weekly challenges. <laughs> uh, it's It just feels weird to me to give these typically high-level skins like Diamond and not have to work for them. Not even have to watch what you're doing. Just have to click a button and then just tune out so that they get inflated numbers. And it, it devalues the skin, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I feel but like that, a system that... like that would be so easy to do, too. Like get so many splatters in your vehicles and you get certain vehicle skins and get kills with certain weapons gives you skins and then the next tier would be like headshots and then the next tier would be perfects with that weapon if it's a precision weapon you know it's yeah it's not they, something hard to do yeah but i think it's not even about that for them it's they have to do that not just inflate their numbers but to try to give it some kind of relevance 
Like, if they didn't have offer that, nobody's watching, and that becomes a dead thing. Well, see, not necessarily, because them just bringing more people back to Halo Infinite will make HCS more popular. Right. And having career goals that you can strive for instead of just the weekly challenges will keep more people on Infinite. I'm saying that's true, but they have to bring relevance to HCS and everything because there's sponsorships and money, a lot of money involved. Right. So they have to have more people watch that. Yeah. You can still have your reward drops, and I agree with yeah. War. Yeah. Not, not totally. Diamond. Don't give them Diamond. Give them like a no. free HCS skin. Give them, yes. give them like a team skin. Or something. Or the yeah. event, event skin. Yeah, just like an yeah. event skin. Give them the weapon charms. I think weapon charms are the most useless, boring thing in any game. Mm-hmm. I hate it, and it's the one thing that I refuse to put on. I just think it bothers me when it's on the screen on my gun. Wiggling around. Yeah, and it's useless, and it's the... I just don't understand the appeal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And... there just needs to be something... That players can work towards as an achievement and something they can show off outside of completing your weeklies and your battle pass. And, you know, not everyone's going to be interested in it, right? The people that just get on for an hour or two a week or so, they're not going to care about that stuff. But the people that are would still play the game if there was something to work for outside of the battle pass that people can complete in a week and a half or their weeklies every week that take a day or so. I just don't understand how hard that system would be to implement. Um when Bungie had the groundwork over a decade ago. And again, every other competitor in the shooter industry has some kind of system like that in place. And it blows my mind that 343 can't figure it out. Right. And like, it wouldn't even bother me if you had a skin... And let's go back to the vehicle splatters one, because I, for some reason, that one is just implanted into my brain now. <laughs> somebody somebody gets, like, have it, like, a thousand, a hundred thousand splatters. I don't know. So an astronomical number, right? And then you're playing the game... And you see somebody with that vehicle skin, and you're just like, that guy is a monster in that. Like, because they didn't buy it in the store, they unlocked that. Yeah. Themselves, too. It's not this this Achilles armor from Halo 5 where, once again, a whole Spartan company, they just clicked, they joined, and 500 people worked for it and got, you know, they were just part of it, right? This is a personal thing that they earned it's cool it's a it's a badge of honor really it's something to show that you're dedicated to the game i just don't get it yeah uh, like i'm saying before weapon charms are useless because how many times have you ran up on somebody and oh they have a, a flaming skull for a helmet and you're like oh you know what that is or what that means or what they achieved oh he's got that skin that's cool oh look he's got never once have you ever said, "Oh, that guy's got that weapon ornament, that weapon charm"? You know, that's not true. <laughs> like, and man, only for I, one I've reason. I've never noticed it. I will okay, look at it is. for. Don't they have a weapon charm for the uh, Onyx, or is that, or is that just the weapon skin? They, it's a no. So I don't. I think they might. I'm, I've never really noticed. They have. That they have a sticker. I use the sticker. Yeah. Um. That's the only. That's the only thing that I see that Onyx sticker, and I'm like, okay, it kind of validates in my mind that that player is an Onyx player. Now I don't feel so charms, bad. Charms I think more than anything, but also stickers to a degree. I think it's more like as a streamer thing. I think it's something because you really begin, like Conquest said, you don't see it unless you're in that first person mode or you pick that weapon up, right? And I'm not picking up somebody else's weapon. I think it's just like a funny thing that like a lot of people, it's going to be a streamer thing. It's big and on their screen and it's like you can put funny stuff or cool stuff, but the overwhelming majority of people don't, they don't care. I see them about... in the death cams all the time. Yeah. That too. I can see it where it'd be in the death cams. Does Infinite even have death cams? Well, I mean, you kind of follow you follow the player who killed you for like three seconds. I just never notice it. That's the, that's the thing. I think we could put charms in the same class as stickers, but stickers are kind of like a custom skin for your gun yeah. where charms just hang like right in that one little place and it's such a little thing and it's just more annoying to me. And I just feel like it's just like, I don't even know, fluff. I don't even know what you would like to add to a like a pack. You'll buy a pack and it'll be like, oh, there's even in like Call of Duty, in Halo, everything. You'll buy it, see a pack and it'll be like, oh, HCS pack. Oh, this team skin for this gun. And then the charm. And it's like, oh, three items for 10 bucks or something. And you're like, actually, it's just like a charm. I mean, there's no reason. It's just an add-on thing where I think 9 out of 10 players don't even care about it. Yeah, I mean, I like mine. I got mine. You know, my little 
it's like a little chibi chief with a little Cortana sitting on it or the weapon sitting on top of his head. And it's, it's funny, but you're right. It is just padding to fill out a battle pass tier and to add love to a pack. And it's just another avenue really to, if one was cool enough to, to charge people for it, really, that's all it is. You running it. There's only so many things you can charge for, right? They now they're doing poses and stuff. There's only so much they can do. They've, they, they've pretty much pieced out the armor as much as you can piece it. They've got slides and stuff on guns they're working on. you got stickers and charms. What else are you going to add? I totally, I, I, my whole thing is, you can keep it in there. I'm not worried about charms. You can have pretty much all kinds of team skins or uh, actual Spartan skins. Different colors. Oh, this one has a little thing on it or whatever. But And that's all fine. But also, Halo community more than anything, just like Call of Duty, you run up on somebody with a gold gun in Call of Duty, you know, hey, that's their gun. They earned that. Or if you run up on somebody like that had a flaming skull helmet and like Reach and stuff, you're like, he earned that. You know you're dealing what you're dealing with. Like, I need to watch out for this guy because yeah. that's a threat. Well, you want to finish your thought before I circle back? I was going to say, that's, that's one of the Go only ahead. reasons I use the flaming head in Infinite is because of Reach. Bragging rights. Yeah. And once again, to circle back, to kind of close this point, 343, if you're listening, don't be spiteful. Don't give us this challenge system where instead of a, a diamond skin or something, now they're like, oh, you want a, a diamond skin for your ghost for 5,000 splatters? We're going to give you a hood ornament. This is essentially just a weapon charm. You know what a, I mean? A little bobblehead that sits on your desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't give us a weapon charm for, you know, maxing out a BR. I don't want a weapon charm, okay? I don't want a sticker. You can give get super like... unique with those skins. And we're talking about for splatters? Like, man, put blood spatter up the front of the hood or something, man. You could get really creative with some rewards for that. Yeah. Now that I've said that, I regret saying that because I do not want them to add. I mean, they're already adding bumpers and stuff to Warthogs. They're really trying to break it down as much as they can. Rims, they better not start adding hood ornaments. Oh, they're gonna have they're gonna have like gold rims and stuff on Warthogs. I regret saying it (laughs) just in case they do listen to this. Well, why don't they like spike tires? God, you know how okay in Forge they're gonna be creating maps and stuff. Why wouldn't they have a little subsection where it was like creator and not like oh it sounds like a disaster like even me even i'm a little like regretting saying that but just like everything else that's like a social party playlist mode and only the most voted top rated maps and top rate in the same category top rated skins would make it into the actual game like as a thing yeah you could just do like a community competition i think think that's a great idea competition best way to do that then you can kind of weed out which skins just don't fit the halo aesthetic i'm sure there are some there are gonna be some wild skins if you would do a competition like that that just don't fit oh there's gonna be some dirty ones um Uh, i guarantee Yo, uh, the first thing I think about when you think about like custom stuff is going back to like the old school Call of Duty days when you could make your own like player tag thing where it was like a, a picture. They got rid of that real quick, but man, those were cool days. Hey, post-production war here. So unfortunately, right after we finished up that last topic, Famine ran into an issue that essentially shut the whole podcast down right then and there. So we never made it to the Halo Waypoint topic. We're sorry, but we do have some things to say on it, so we'll definitely be hitting on that one next week. So with that, obviously, that means we're at the end of the episode. Next week, as always, we'll get into more news as it occurs. We do want to thank you for hanging out, and if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about or just want to let Famine know how he ruined this particular podcast you can always reach out to us at halo tmb podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter at the master brief in the meantime once again we apologize for the issues this week and as always this has been the master brief podcast we'll see you next week